I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. Love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can access that at double T 973.com or through the double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. We will have coverage of Red Raider football with Joey McGuire tonight at 6. And following that, we will uh, join the Rangers game in progress as they continue their series against the Mets. Uh, nice kind of uh, comeback win yesterday for the Rangers. Uh, didn't uh, gain any ground, but didn't lose any ground either in the ALS standings as uh, all three teams involved in that race won. Have the high school fan zone for you beginning at 7 tonight on 100.7 The Score featuring coaches from Monterey and Lubbock High. And then after that, we'll join the Astros game in progress as they continue their series against the Red Sox. Of course, Astros won last night too. Kind of bludgeoned Boston a little bit. Jose Altuve hit for the cycle. Yeah, first time in his career. Which is, uh, and not that not that that's a, uh, you know, a lot. There's probably a lot of great players that haven't done that. But as as productive as he's been over the years, if you'd have told me he'd have done it four times, I wouldn't have been surprised. But a uh, yeah, big night for them. You know, have you have I have I shared with you the saying that I enjoy so much about the cycle? No. Uh-uh. I don't think so. It's three o'clock, so kids are still in school. So <laughs> there's a, there's an Astros fan that I follow on Twitter. His name is Astros County. We've actually had him on the show before really? years ago. Um, he's a he's a it's like a history teacher, I think, in Texas oh, okay. somewhere. Just kind of a side, you know. He runs an Astros kind of site, and uh, so, I don't know. At one point on Twitter, years and years ago. Because I guess there was some Astros player that was a triple short of the cycle. Aren't we all? Right. <laughs> and he was like, B- being a triple short of the cycle yeah. is like being a uh, uh, a second gal away from a, a three-way party, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's yeah, the hardest part. You know? It's yeah, it like, is. Yeah, the triple. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, so whenever I hear of anybody hitting the cycle, <laughs> I think of that. Oh, my gosh. That's, I'm in love with you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's true. It's uh, it, it would be a shame to have the to only be missing the single. You know, like a ground ball deep in the hole, and maybe you could beat out or something. Chop back to the mound that hits off his glove and rolls somewhere. But nope, you get to get the other three. So I'm I'm sure the as you said, the triple's the hardest. But yeah, that that Ranger game last night was good, and this there was a couple good things that, that they. They get second and third. They're down three to two, top of the ninth, second, third, no out. I'm like, man, they're golden. I think get two fly balls to, you know, right, Just right a center. professional at bat. Yep. And, and uh, you know, get get one in, get one over, and then you got another shot. And they go strikeout, strikeout. With Simeon being the second of the two, I can't remember the first. 
And like they're, they go from golden opportunity to, you know, they're kind of, and all of a sudden that ballpark's, you know, waking up and getting loud again. Although it's not super loud and rambunctious around there right now. And this game is, of course, against the Mets in New York, not having a good year. And then, uh, you know, two RBI base hit. And so they take the lead there. And remember, the, the two left-handers had struggled out of the pen recently. And so it's Jose Leclerc that gets the call, and he's he's pretty good last night. And so, you know, is there, is there some uh, some hope there with the Leclerc? Uh, that'd be great. I mean, that that's, you know, they, they need a lift out of the pen, there's no doubt. And that, that's been the problem, and they've blown a ton of saves. And, you know, it's, it's – uh, if, if he wants to figure it out and get it going right here down the stretch, I'm sure they'd all be – I'll be willing because remember that the season started with him as their closer. Um, but it, all in all, a really good day because of just what you said. At the point, at the point at which that took place, they were able to glance up at the scoreboard and see that the Astros were bludgeoning the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Clint, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, you did bring up a painful memory. I was thinking about how close I got to the cycle, and I was only uh, in one game, a double, a triple, and a home run away, but I was right there, even as a great collegiate hitter. So so to kind of of translate that back into my analogy, you had yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of great collegiate hitters, go ahead and cue it up. Today, the 50th birthday of Clint Bryant. Clint goes down as a great collegiate hitter. Yeah. That's And and so for the – there's some folk – now, Clint was always – he, he was behind me in school, I don't know, whatever, five years, whatever it was. So six years and uh, Monterey and at Tech. tech. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with his age, but still when you think back to the, those good teams and kind of our first really good baseball teams, and then you go, wait, those guys are all turning 50? You know, it's 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 there's a lot of – a lot of people my age and probably a little bit older and maybe even some younger folks that grew up like getting autographs and stuff. I've got a friend that said, I think I've got about six Clint Bryant autographs at home because everywhere, every, every time I got near him, got to autograph some balls or pictures or whatever. Yeah. If that doesn't, doesn't make you feel a little bit old, Clint Bryant, uh, 50 years old and my daughter, 23 today. How about that? Yep. Interesting birthday, that, uh, the baseball guy let off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Clint Bryant, man, fifty, and then well, no, my daughter too. No, no, no. Yeah, I'll I'll probably celebrate one of the two of their birthdays tonight, not Clint's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Clint Bryant. Yeah, we'll we'll. Uh... <laughs> I shot Clint a text. Shot his dad a text. There's but, gonna uh, be a big to cake. Go to dinner says, with my daughter. It's gonna be a big cake that says, "Happy birthday, Clint." Really, really right. big. Savannah, and then I guess the man in little tiny lettering. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh yeah, that that has everything to do with. There's probably more folks listening that that remember uh, Clint than I mean, he's a retired number for goodness' sake. It means a lot to hear you say that. Yeah, you bet. You were a great collegiate hitter, and you had like a three eight three nine in finance, if I remember correctly. So good job, good job in the classroom too, Clint. Thank you. Might as well clip that while it, while it's yeah. There. What else was Clint good at? <laughs> I don't know. Um, ah, that's a good question. We get this in the Yates Flooring <laughs> Center chat line. High school basketball is the answer to that. He was a good basketball player. Um, someone says, "Where is the Coach McGuire show? Is it Rudy's? Rudy's Barbecue? Get on yourself the South a platter. Loop. Yeah." 
It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Gus and Clint, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. Would love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T 973.com. How do you reckon you um, become a chair judge like that in tennis? Yeah, how you ascend to that? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, you would, I, I would assume that it, it's line judges that ascend, but I don't know. Are we sure it's not just whoever shows up to the stadium first? Could well, be. And if like yeah. you still well, was my chair, I was sitting here first. Because so it's just you. like with if you're a umpire, if you're a football official, if you're a referee in basketball, like there are so many it seems opportunities at all these different levels for you to kind of like. Uh, 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 uh. Mm-hmm. And well, I guess that still is true in tennis. Um, there's only one chair. Yeah. And I, I, I would assume an analogy for this is uh, the sport of volleyball, where there's people that work the lines, and then there's the thing, and maybe even soccer as well, where you've got lines, and you got the one official that's over there, sort of working the scores volleyball table. Volleyball in a chair too? No, no, no. But just the, and then the one main right speaking HMFIC. part, making all the calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I would assume the ascension there is lines and then at a higher level yeah I, that's got to be the best officiating job right you you have shade you sit in a chair <laughs> yeah. you have uh video instant replay that is unquestioned non-controversial there's generally very little uh like booing of you you're not going to get heckled only when John McEnroe's making a scene. Right. I guess Coco, <laughs> yeah. Coco Graf had yeah. some words. But still, even then, it was, like, polite. Mm-hmm. What about... Yeah, and even in that scenario, like, when the tennis player goes off, that's the one that looks bad. Yeah. Right? Right. What about, like, the guys back at New York when you do that on a Sunday NFL? Like, okay, we'll send it back to New York. Oh, sure. Yeah. you don't even see their face. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're absolutely in air conditioning. Uh, how about this tweet? This is a real tweet. This is from a real reporter. This is not fake. Um, I, I guarantee you, if you haven't already heard this or read it, um, you will not expect, you will not, you know, you will be amazed at the turn that this story takes at the end. And it's fairly short. So last week there was a uh, a shooting um, at guaranteed rate field at a White Sox game. And and shooting kind of brings up, you know, this kind of visual of like a shootout. A gun went off. Mm-hmm. Um, Peggy Kaczynski, who uh, covers the White Sox um, for ESP in Chicago, also covers the Bears in Chicago, uh, she reported today the shooting at guaranteed rate field during a White Sox game last week was indeed an accidental discharge by one of the women grazed by the bullet. She reportedly snuck the gun in past metal detectors by hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. 
Mm. Ooh, asparagus. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> oh, ooh. Uh, number two, why? <clears throat> I know. Like, why, why do you... What do you gain there? Why, right. Why are you strapped for a White Sox game? Did you forget it was there? Oh, crap. I got right up to the gate. Like, didn't want to oh, walk all the way. Whoa. <laughs> didn't want to hey, walk all the way back purse. The now, I, w- I will say that, and as I say that, and I'm obviously being sarcastic, but been with a few people that have forgotten they had a pocket knife in their like got up to the game and went, oh man. Mm-hmm. Including my brother in law we went to the Braves game. Where did and he hide it? He had it in his pocket. He walked up it, it went off in the metal detector and he walked over to the officer and said, Hey, I forgot this in my car. And the guy took it and he's there's probably twenty there's probably like twenty little pocket knives, you know, just dad and grandpa knives, you know, that people carry around or whatever. But yeah, the the uh being being strapped and having it in the body fat that's that's, that's a whole thing and right there and if it's there. that angle what else did she find dude bullfighter asks this hey fellers i need y'all's expert betting advice i have a walmart t-shirt fan wanting to wager some serious money on the alabama texas game and the texas tech texas game they're separate bets how much money should i wager I wonder what the uh What's the action there? What, uh, what, what? Uh, let's see. At least in February, uh, Texas is an eight point dog to Alabama. Now, that line has probably shifted some in the last six months. I don't know what to think of that line. I, I don't love that. You know, and, and I'm so I actually have a master's degree from one place and I am a, a ardent t-shirt fan of the other. And so the rooting for the t-shirt all the way there. But uh, I don't I don't uh, I don't know what to think about that Bama, Texas game. If I mean, it, I would be I would be inclined to, and I, I'm I don't bet whatever. I'm not. That's not a moral thing. So, just <laughs> I lack the conviction to place bets. But the uh, the the I don't know. I'd be tempted to take Texas and eight, but that's because I just don't know what the Bama quarterback thing is. You know. Yeah, I agree. Um, they've got a new offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese from Notre Dame. Um, you know. Situationally, I, I don't like Texas here. I mean, you, you've right. got a, a, a quarterback that has not really shown um, up to this point anything that would make you just super confident in him bringing a, a plus performance and, in a hostile road environment, mm-hmm. right, against a really good team. They were they were pretty good until he got hurt against Alabama in Austin last year, early on, right? I think different story on the road. Um you know their offense should be really, really good. Texas, um, can they stay on schedule? Can Quinn Ewers protect the football? Um, yeah, I, I feel like eight is kind of a lot of points here to be uh, to be just given up. I'd probably take Texas in the eight. I wouldn't feel great about it. Yeah, I certainly would be rooting to to lose my money. Yeah, and that that yeah, make no mistake. That's how I feel. Uh, I'm I'm uh, yeah. I, although, you 
you know, I've I've spent all off season going, man, you know, hope Bama wins that game again, blah blah blah. But what you said last week is pretty dang good about what if what if Texas goes there and wins and then goes eight and four on the year? That might be the no, that's the funniest that might be result, the best thing yeah. ever. <laughs> More tech talk next. podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Happy Tuesday. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron joining you today until six o'clock. We'll have Red Raider football with Joey McGuire. Coming up tonight at that time, live from Rudy's first episode of the season. Um, do you have you heard about what's happening in Nebraska on Wednesday? No. Keep in mind, Nebraska opens up the football season oh, on right. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. in Minnesota as they take on the Gophers. On Wednesday in Lincoln, there will be a sporting event held at the football stadium where they expect more than 91,000 fans to attend. Beer will be sold. Anticipation is is very high. Is it donkey basketball? I was going to guess donkey football. volleyball. Oh. Oh. Yes. Uh, On Wednesday, they are expecting more than 91,000 fans to fill the stadium to watch two Nebraska volleyball matches. Um, this could potentially set a record for the most attended women's sporting event in the world. Uh, current record, 91,648. It was set um, March 2022 at a UEFA Women's Championship League match in Barcelona. Barcelona, actually. Um, they're canceling Castilla. school. Really? Well, yeah, there's a lisp when you say Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. It's Castilian Spanish. Yeah. No, no. I mean, no cap. Oh, when that's right. Each There's a, each kind of, much like in the United States, um, different regions in Spain have different dialects. And so, like in, you know, in Barcelona, it's a bit lispy. Just so we're clear, Aaron is telling this to Clint. Yeah, no. You and I are a man of the world. Well, I wouldn't say that. But just so we're clear, I'm aware of this. This whole explanation is going over there yeah, to Mother to Mr. Mothenville. You're you're a man of the world. I'm from Kansas. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Mothenville. Uh, they're canceling class. That's I mean, class just started. And you're canceling class for the entire university for a volleyball game. That's and, incredible. And 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 just so we're clear, they're very good. Like they've got a really good volleyball tradition. So this isn't just something that's ginned up for you know Guinness Book of World Records. Now, it, it's akin to uh, this is going back 20 years, but I think Michigan played Michigan State in hockey at the Big House, mm-hmm. and. Uh, of course, we've seen the the winter classics where they've done that that sort of thing M- more often in baseball scenes than football. But uh, so- softball coach at OU, oh um, uh, Patty, yep, Patty Gasso. She has talked about 
perhaps playing a softball game at Owen Field, you know, for this very reason. Just but you think about it, they've got tremendous soft. Is it, is the field big enough for that? Yeah, that's what I've wondered down the lines if they put the put it like home plate at the goalpost. How how far down? Because they only need to get to about two hundred down the line. So yeah. I, I'd be curious about that. Interesting. But yeah, or or either that or you you put the put it down in one corner and maybe you're a little short on one side and then you just pull the fence across the other. But regardless, it's a play to get eighty thousand people at a game and just to serve notice on your identity. Uh, it's really interesting, though. Uh, it's probably great for sports, and it's fascinating, like you said. But I guess, I guess you're not loading whether it's a football game or not. You're not pulling. You're not loading ninety-one thousand people in and out of there quickly, and you'd have to have the same parking. Considering it's just a volleyball, no, it's the same deal. They may not have six hours of tailgating prior, you know. But and like the, it, what blows me away is, I mean, number one, canceling class is like I agree, mind blowing. Thursday football um, and it's it's not it's not a knock against volleyball right it's just they so rarely do that for sports I mean think back to that 2013 TCU game and there there were calls for Tech cancel classes and they and they didn't um and then uh, and then also they're selling beer on Wednesday for this volleyball game. They do not sell beer for football. Really? How like how about that? Uh, that part I didn't know. I didn't realize. Wow. Well, yeah, that that's that's leaning into your identity for sure, and that's a, you know, that that's that's probably uh, that that sport has probably benefited greatly because they they've always been good at volleyball. I mean, I think it's always been important to them, and the Big Ten is very good at volleyball, sort of across the board. Uh, in in the way that. The Big 12 wants to be the basketball conference. I think the Big 10 is safely the volleyball conference. I think that's right. Uh, let's see. We get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, AD, you're surprised that they were strapped for a White Sox game in the <laughs> south side of Chicago? Makes sense to me. Well, I mean... Number one, there are metal detectors. Yeah. She, she was able to outsmart, uh, but for the most part, you know, you're not good again with with a gat. Um, I mean, it's it's like a lot of things that were their, you know, tough neighborhoods around a ball a ballpark or stadium or the Rose Bowl or whatever. Maybe not the Rose Bowl, you know, Cotton but, Bowl. Yeah, the, the, it, on game day at that time, you know, stay with stay with the crowd to be fine. If you're out there wandering around, the you know, the next two days later at four in the morning, you know, maybe, I mean, just maybe don't be dumb, right? And uh, uh, I've been to several games at Old Comiskey and New, and it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, you're arriving with twenty five thousand other fans, but yeah, it's amazing that. Uh, <laughs> That that thing wasn't hidden in a purse somewhere, or whatever. I, I I mean, there there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot to that. Good grief. This in the Yates Flooring Center chat line eighty. If I take in a lost dog, at what point do I either adopt as part of our family or take into a shelter and eventually get put to sleep? So I would recommend, uh, again, not that I'm some expert, but I'm currently living that nightmare right now. <laughs> Pete on our bed, by the way, last uh... night, like it. 930 um, oh, he had a bad dream. of course of course my side um 
I, I would get them registered with LAS as soon as possible and let them know that you're not keeping the dog. You're just kind of holding until they can find a foster. Uh, you cannot drop them off at the animal shelter right now because of a distemper outbreak. Um, and so, you know, good luck. Vaya con Dios. I don't think LAS is a kill shelter, though, so you can you can drop those off once they open back up without feeling any kind of guilt. More Tech Talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double-t-97-3.com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Not all great news at Nebraska, though. Uh, one of their players, tight end Eric Gilbert, former five-star prospect, uh, he was awaiting an eligibility ruling from the NCAA uh, originally signed with uh, LSU, transferred to Georgia, then transferred to Nebraska. He was arrested early this morning on suspicion of burglary. Mm, unlucky. Uh, he was arrested without incident while carrying a bag out of a liquor and vape store. Good grief. That that sort of thing happens often, but it's tough to think about a dude with... Uh, a person with that much opportunity and then that has done the, you know, that is in a position to really have good things happen in their life. And I'm not even talking about a 10 year NFL career as much as like go play college football, get, get a, a degree, degree whatever. Yeah. And police and, uh, dispatched ugh. just before 2 AM found the glass door to the store shattered. He was found with more than $1,600 worth of stolen items including vape product. You hear that kind of thing and wonder how much of that's a cry for help. Hey, you know, just... Or just self-sabotage. Yeah, just don't don't get too close to the flame. I mean, you've got, you've got a game in like two days, man, potentially. Right. And, and whether or not you play, your team does. And you're out at 2 a.m.? Mm. Yeah, that's... Tough deal there. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, my girls and I wanted to go to that Nebraska volleyball match, and tickets sold out in less than 24 hours. Uh, this on the chat line uh, from Tracy and Dallas. Hey, boys, Huskers have won five national championships in volleyball since 1980. Why not just cancel the semester? Um. We talked about Alabama-Texas earlier because Bullfighter has uh, some bets on the table. And apparently it's just straight up. It's just who wins. There's no spread for this arrangement that he has uh, potentially lined up with his buddy. Um, So, yeah, I would, I mean, I would definitely pick Alabama. I feel great about it. Um, And he asked a dollar amount. I I couldn't know that. I don't know if it's what what the – what the threshold is for 
yeah. re- recreational betting. If that's you're throwing down a few saw bucks, or if you're uh, you know going bigger than that, I don't know. And then if you're if you're doing tech Texas, then I I mean, Longhorns will be favored in that game. Now, who who's to say who's the most healthy and uh, kind of what happens? It's so far away. But if you're making that bet right now, I think that you would put if if you're smart, you would put it on Texas. I don't feel great about it. Yeah, not who we're obviously not for. who I'm rooting yeah, for, sure. but just in terms of playing percentages, with no odds, no point spread, no nothing. Yeah, uh, this is in the chat line. That Nebraska kid has transferred twice and had problems each stop. He didn't have a game in two or three days. Lol. I mean, they were awaiting um, an eligibility ruling. Now, unlikely to get that, I would guess. Um, you know, Tech is awaiting that too with yeah, that uh, that Baylor DB transfer. Um, it seems like and today's the, the day. I think, yeah, and it seems like the NCAA has been a lot, a lot uh, more strict, a lot more um, stingy, I guess, with giving out those second transfer waivers. So I, I wouldn't hold my breath, but potentially he could have played on Thursday had he gotten good news again. Eric Gilbert. Um. Bullfighter says he wants to bet a hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, I would. I would probably feel comfortable at the at the I don't know midpoint of that range. If if I was involved in betting on Texas and Alabama, go all in and and just again just up straight up just money line right. I would right. I would go yeah, Alabama no, there. No. No thousand spread, no no odds. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, this from PJ. Any AJ McCarty news? Not that I've seen. You know, and it's it's really nice to kind of be in a situation where you're not just on the edge of your seat in terms of we gotta have him. Yeah, yeah sure. like if you have AJ McCarty, great. That's awesome. And if you don't, they'll be fine. And it becomes a it becomes a seasoned older guy that can be at the front of the line next year, um, which feels like it, it. You know, there's three. I call them true freshmen. They were t- technically January admits, and so they've been through an off season, spring game, summer, all that. But I think there's three of those first year guys that are going to contribute in the, you know, as DBs, and so. Uh, yeah, I'd take all the depth, and 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 he's a, uh, the, of course, a Baylor transfer. Had a pick six in the game here, which you were on hand to witness. Right, my like, fault. Like to thank you for that. Uh, Raiders dad even adds this in the chat line. I think the real key to those bets is which team eighty is going for, and is he in the <laughs> stadium or not? That's true. I think, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're. You're, uh, you've, you've got a reputation. Now. I do. Someone has uh, this. Whatever happened with Micah Hudson? No, no, no change. I mean, he's still uncommitted. I think Tech is still in a really good spot. I think he might be in town for the Oregon game, maybe. Potentially, I don't know. Um, I would think there's going to be a ton of visits for that Oregon game. Yeah. And probably not just uh, football either. Right across the board, you would think so. It would it would, it would make a lot of sense because the 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 uh, 
night game so you can get people here easier right. if you get a game on Friday or whatever. It's it's early on the front end. You're getting to it's not not just a, a throwaway Podunk State game. I mean, there's a lot of and and you know for for I don't know how how many of the sports have it, but like baseball has the you know early November signing period type mm-hmm. thing. And so they do the, their visits are front loaded uh in the calendar and, and that can be Official visits, you know, where all expenses paid type deal versus just the the you know the the kid that's on a kind of a pass list with a sideline you know a sideline pass. Those are officials and unofficials, but I would think there'd be a bunch. Um, yeah, why not? More Great. tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there. How you going? Happy Tuesday. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6 o'clock. We'd love to hear... Your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T973.com. Bobby Hot Dog says this on the chat line. Had to step out for a minute. Uh, how have AD's new lovable little scamps <laughs> been doing? Has he returned the favor from Clint's midnight cat photo dump of a while back yet? Yeah, like three times. Um, no, I, I'm not sending one, you pictures one group of these together dogs. Of I'm Silas not and Linda, of these dogs. One just of Silas um, and one dump of just one, Linda. One of them, uh, one of them peed on my bed last night, our bed, whatever, on my side. So that was a that was kind of a fun exercise to change out the sheets, etc. At nine thirty, um, yeah, I mean it. It's miserable. I, there's there are too many dogs in the house. I've always said, you know, you're truly home when you pee in the bed. So, you know, <laughs> especially if you've got a name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. Too much, too much noise, too much barking. Uh, too many dogs in the way when I walk someplace. I'm ready for it to be over. Um. So you're driving up to Wyoming on yes, Friday. Sir. That's the plan. Yes, sir. Two cars, eight people. Yes, sir. I think there's even more once we get up there. Oh, you're you're joining uh, others meeting us there and whatnot. And uh, yeah, only like six tickets purchased together. But I think there's a cacophony of. Have you, know. you have you worked out the the meal rotation? Nope. nope. Could couldn't what see kind of some operation of those? is this, Gus? I know. Could see some of those folks tonight. You see, they're getting it cleared up tonight. Yep. I feel like Gus. I mean, you're you're, you're careening toward. It's not uh, one of my baseball trips. I can tell you that much. Baseball trip would have been Mike Donalds and Canyon, and there's a Mike Donalds <laughs> right there. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, need, to, you need to plan out gas stops, on the west side of Oklahoma you need City. To plan out menus. Just Google stuff that's bussing between here and Laramie. Yes, there's a beer store in Podunk. It's probably called like Podunk's Beer Stop too. So could be. I, there's nothing weird about beer in uh, Wyoming. Is there like the uh, uh, 
and like, like in I'm Oklahoma. When I yeah, like in Oklahoma, used to have the. I don't. They may still have it. The whatever that lower alcohol. When, when we lived in Oklahoma in the mid '90s, that was uh, that meant when we would come back and visit here, and, and we didn't drink a lot because we had a little baby at home, and that kind of is still like if if we're gonna have. If we're gonna have beer in the house. It's gonna be Texas beer, so it would have the actual out. And if we went near beer, we'll go. We can go get that at the store. So it was always a, it was always a uh, part of the trip. I'd say don't look at the percentages on the can or bottles, and just knock back like twenty and see what sure. happens. See what happens, especially get a little elevation going. I, in Wyoming, you can buy beer, wine, and liquor every day of the week, including Sunday. Hours of sale between 6 a.m. and 2 a.m. for on and off-premise consumption. So if you're letting it, if you're letting it rip on a Sunday, you're probably not regulating the three-two beer or whatever. Probably it's called. not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. And I uh, told you we've got a tour guide. You know, one of our one of the guys in our party is Brooks's age and did did undergrad here in law school there at the University of Wyoming. So I'm less. I'm less uh, concerned about uh, our time in Laramie because he's got the bars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I'm not – and I know what you're talking about is – I assume what you're talking about has more to do with uh, the drive rather than the time in Laramie. But, yeah. Well, I'm, and then because y'all are all staying in an Airbnb. Yeah, we've got together, six right? of us in the Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. The move is to volunteer to make breakfast. Really? That's the move. Okay, and that right. way you get to check. Number the, one, th- there's really you don't have to worry about some kind of expansive menu, right? Right, eggs, toast, bacon, yeah, whatever, or, or like some kind of casserole or something. There easy, you go. Yep. easy peasy. People are easy to please in the morning with breakfast. Yep, no one's going to be like, "Can I have a vegetarian option?" Or like, you know, nothing <laughs> yeah, like sure. that. I don't like Indian food or whatever it is. Um, what if they're vegetarians? And and you get it out of the way. Right, true, and uh, you're done. It's not a bad move. The uh, that would be uh, in line with uh, we traveled with the, sort of my son and daughter-in-law and her parents, and we've been with them enough to uh, to uh, know that we're not dealing with vegetarian. Nothing wrong with that, but just not. I don't think there's any uh, big surprises on any of that front, and uh, you know, it would probably be a. I would think it'd be a move on. Uh, Maybe if if everything's on schedule and get there, you know, late afternoon to be able to pull into a grocery store and stock up, get the yeah, get some breakfast stuff, and you know, whoever somebody wants some coffee or some whatever, you know, the beer, etc. Because the other benefit to doing breakfast is you you can kind of do it on your own time, mm-hmm. and um, you're not going to have like a full house kind of looking over your shoulder, sure. bugging you. Right. Just get wake up, get it done, make it when you make it. If they wake up and eat it, great. If not, whatever. Your your job, your your portion of that is done. Contributed to the trip. Yep. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from PJ. AD does not care about the vegetarians. Clint, show some respect. <laughs> Uh, this in the chat line four the five states have dropped three point two thing. Minnesota is the only one left. Really. Uh, washed up guy says, see you at the, see you at B the Buckhorn Bar. Okay. 
Bobby Hot Dogs, is Gus gearing up to have a pants around the ankles have experience in Laramie? <laughs> Got it. That oh, th- he's ready to yell that they're going real fast the f- and real left. Oh my he will gosh. be rolling deep. <laughs> Wyoming beer is fully leaded. Colorado beer at convenience stores is less. Have to buy a liquor store to get full leaded. In Utah, it's probably all 0%. <laughs> Um, are y'all excited that the government wants to limit your beer consumption? Do you think that there will be other items affected? I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know that one. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.